0: The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 11th chapter. Glory to you, o Lord. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us, and do not bring us to the time of trial. And he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, for a friend of mine has arrived, and I have nothing to set before him. And your friend answers from within, do not bother me. The door has already been locked and my children are in bed with me. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks, receives. And everyone who searches, finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if the child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? This is the Gospel of our Lord. Praise Praise to you, you, O Christ. I have mixed feelings about some parts of this story that we just heard today and perhaps you do too. I really love the part about the Lord's Prayer, and if you could hear what I was saying to the kids, um, talking about how this prayer connects all of us in time and space and place, whether we are here this morning, or it is folks who are worshiping around the world, or people who worshiped 100 years ago. This connects us all together, and I could talk for a really long time about that, but I'll, I'll save it for you. And I do wish that this story stopped right there because we get into this this part of this that I struggle with, and perhaps you join me in this struggle, those verses towards the end that say, ask and it will be given to you, search and you will find, knock and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds, and for everyone who knocks the door will be opened. And that does all sound great. And it sounds hopeful and exciting and like a wonderful promise. And yet, I doubt that there isn't a person in this room who has come before God to persevere in prayer, to ask and to search and to knock. And this asking was met with taking away Searching found a dead end and no matter how hard and how long and how loudly you knocked, the door did not budge. And to be clear, I'm not necessarily talking about something like praying for if you could flap your arms really hard that you would fly. Which would be a lot of fun, but not kind of, but not the things that I'm talking about here. But rather what I mean are those things that happen to us and happen to others around the world that just don't seem to make any kind of sense. I'm sure many of us have prayed for somebody to be healed or cured, and it didn't happen or we've prayed for a job or a promotion or a spot on a team that we really deserved and it also did not happen. And so this hesitancy is this, you know, the child, our spouse, our parent, our friend, our sibling, our loved one who died far too young, no matter how hard we ask God to save them. Again, this is this getting passed over for a place that you really deserved. And this is the knowing that week in and week out and day in and day out, we pray for all to have enough and for what they need. And yet people still do not have enough to live on or to eat each day. And this is looking around at the state of the world and If you saw any of the news this last weekend of what happened out in the Makokeda campgrounds with four shot and killed there, it is easy to look at the state of the world from time to time and wonder, where on earth is God and what happened to these promises of ask and you will find, search, and you will seek, and for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. And it is really hard. And it can suck the life out of us to feel like we have persevered in prayer, and yet God is only silent. And unfortunately, I don't have an answer for you. And quite frankly, I doubt that anybody could offer an answer that really speaks to the full complexity of What is happening or not happening in the mechanics of this ask, search, knock? But what I do know, and if you look around you for a moment, is that all of you are here. I'm here. You're here. We're here. And we came here to worship and to give thanks to God for Jesus Christ, despite all of those reasons not to come that you can list off easily. And despite all of those reasons to wonder about what is going on here, you are still here. You still come, and you have questions and doubts, and those are all wonderful and welcome here. And with that, I want to ask you, why? Why are you here? And I invite you to take a moment to just think about that for a sec. I would love to hear more of your individual answers either later today or throughout time, and I hope that you share them with each other and with those you know. But I will venture to say that probably part of the reason why you are here to worship with your community with your family is that because no matter how hard or confusing that this life of faith can be sometimes we know that in our worship together god in jesus christ by the power of the holy spirit offers you something that the rest of the world cannot give and what god is offering Is exactly what each of us needs to hear again and again and it is made known to us again and again in our worship that being the promise that Jesus Christ has lived and died and risen for you sin and death have no power over your life and you are loved beyond any measure that you could possibly come up with and God cares more than any measure you could possibly come up with. And Jesus invites us into a particular kind of relationship with God, one where God desires repeatedly for us to come before God and to join with the generations as we have heard in all of our texts today to say, God, I know of your faithfulness to your people Because I know what you have done before. And God, we need you to do this again today. And my dear friends, this is a very bold statement of faith. You are demanding for God to be God. The God who has created you and knows every hair on your head. Who knows the number of grains of sand on every beach. Wants you to say to God, God, be God. And as we've, we get in the beginning with the Lord's Prayer, we pray the Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We'll pray that later in service today. And so here's your fun little translation fact for the week. Uh, the translation from Greek, which is the language that the New Testament was written in, to English, uh, they altered it just a little bit so that it rolled off the tongue a little nicer for us to all pray it together. And so a better translation from Our Father Who Art in Heaven, hallowed be thy name, a better translation of that would be God who is in heaven, for the sake of who you are, keep your name holy. I'll say that again. God who is in heaven, For the sake of who you are, keep your name holy. And so when we pray together the Lord's Prayer every week, we are asking, we are begging, God, be who you are. And we are speaking to God in the way that Jesus, who is also God, speaks to the Father. And this is a pretty powerful and amazing way to speak to God and the kind of relationship that Jesus gives us with the Father. And so what follows in the rest of the Lord's Prayer is what we trust happens, is happening, and will continue to happen as God is keeping God's name holy. And so what follows, as many of us know very well in this prayer, is that the kingdom of God, which we know has come close to us in the life and death and resurrection of Jesus, will come about fully when Christ returns. And what follows is that all of us and all of creation is given exactly what we need each day to survive, no more and no less. And what follows is you and I give and receive forgiveness easily and gladly, and we are not tempted by false promises. And what follows is that we pray again and again for God to be God. And we most intimately know who God is because we are witnesses to Jesus and what Jesus has done for us and the whole world on the cross. In the life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, God poured out God's self for the world, and what poured out of God was a deep and concrete love. So when we pray the Lord's Prayer together each week, we are praying for God to be God. And we know through Jesus Christ that God is love. So each week you are saying, God, be God. God, be love. God, love yourself to keep your name holy. And then out of that love, love the world and help us to love each other because we are yours and you, God, are love. And this does not take away or minimize that life can be terribly hard and terribly confusing and terribly sad. Terrible things do happen, and they will probably happen again. And God can feel so very far away from you in all of it. But Jesus, through the gift of himself, has given us the gift of the Lord's Prayer, and the Holy Spirit each and every day gives each of you the gift of faith to be able to boldly pray over and over again, God, be love. Love the world. Love each other. And we know that this is true and certain because we know Jesus. And that is who God has promised to be for the sake of the world that God desperately loves. Amen.